Welcome to the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast, starring Cue the Boss. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Empowered Dynasty and the Don't Let That Go Over Your Head podcast. I have a very special guest. I, I observe your content a lot. I'm a, I've become a fan myself. I religiously watch you. I think you are amazing. And it's a pleasure for me to actually have you here. But I want you to introduce yourself and let them know who the beautiful queen is standing to the right of me, who you are. Hello, everybody. I am Lisa Marie. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, look, many people have given me the title of poet or, you know, person who speaks spoken word, but I'm just speaking from a place of life and experiences. So that is who I am. <laughs> Before we even get into anything, I want to ask, where do you get your inspiration from? Mm. So, um, goodness, I mean, as young as I was probably seven, I've always written. Just I'm, I'm a writer. I just love to write. Um, writing for me was just a way to escape. Um, and so I've been doing it for so long. It's like secondhand, like somebody washes their hands. You know, that's just what I do. So everything that I pour is from a place of my writings that I go back to. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this. Let's talk about that. So that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Listen, every time I, we, we talk about your content, my guy, he's on, we, we listen to you. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you can tell. It's like, you're very deep. You're mm-hmm. very, 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 very deep. Mm-hmm. And see that it's, um meaningful like you mean what you're saying absolutely what made you feel confident or comfortable to even start doing this oh goodness um it took me a long time um many people you know that considered me being a close friend didn't even know I had that in me and I think sometimes for a lot of us like you know they know certain aspects of us but not really um and I always say you know um I feel like God really showed up in my life in many aspects to show that part of me that I was afraid of. Wow. And I always speak on stepping out of self and um, recognizing, you know, the highest part of yourself. But that was the part that I was afraid of. So I just, you know, got to the place where I, I no longer feared what it was going to be on the outside and just decided to just, you know, go in. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm actually happy you do it because um, the state we in now, as far as, um, Society, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. It's a very toxic, toxic society, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm asking you the, the inspiration, because being that, uh, the, and we're we're both influencers on social media, so it's like, how do you navigate around so much toxic? Mm-hmm. Um, because I've noticed everything you say, whether it's um, deep or not, is still is still positive. Yeah, right? still positive. Um, you know, I there was one. There was one um, video that I shared that really, it came with a little bit of controversy and it was the one on forgiveness. And um, I had so many people who were in my inbox telling me what forgiveness was. Yes, yes. <laughs> Without actually listening to the context of what I was saying. Um, and I think sometimes we put the Christian or biblical form on it without listening. Like some people just severely get agitated without understanding the underlining of what was said. So for me, um, because it was in the beginning, I kind of pulled back a little bit because I was like, that's not what I was going to say, or that's not what the message was about. And it irritated me severely. I I, I thought to myself, people really don't listen. No. I realize as well that people have different perspectives and I can't change their perspective. So that is what it is. Well, I'm ha- I'm happy you said it because as a male influencer, mm-hmm. I actually said something the other day. I said, a man cheating on a woman, the way she feels about it is equivalent to how a man feels when a woman disrespects her. Mm. And when I said that, they took it as if I was saying cheating is um, less valuable than what I'm like, no, the way the words hurt men. Absolutely. Same way. But they mm-hmm. took it so out of context. I kind of like was like, I don't want to kind of do this no more. It's a little <laughs> And it was it was that bad. I got that much backlash. Mm-hmm. But they just started cheating. <laughs> it, triggers, it triggers, right? That's so, right. And that's what that's what it was. You see how easy you got it? Yeah. Because you, you listen. Exactly. <laughs> so 
<laughs> but again, in this world now, people don't listen. They listen to respond. Mm-hmm. They hear. Absolutely. When you speak, I definitely listen to hear. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. And I guess it's the tone also. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's the tone. But sometimes coming from a man, especially when it's um, relative to a woman, mm-hmm. I think it bothers them. Oh, yeah. You know, oh. and, I, and I've noticed that. <laughs> you know, do you get more more scrutiny from men or women? Men. See? And yeah. I get the opposite, I get it from women. Mm-hmm. And they still follow support and love it. Mm-hmm. Like, keep in mind, the positivity of it is you're getting a woman's idea speaking Absolutely. from a woman's perspective and mm-hmm. vice versa. I'm speaking from a man's perspective, but it's like sometimes I think they misconstrue yes. based on the way they feel. Yes. Right? So you said you're a mom. Mm-hmm. What does a mom actually entails? What is, what is being a mom? Oh my goodness. Being a mom. You know, I don't know. Being a mom for me, for me, can't speak for every other woman, but for me, being a mother entails this this part of um, security that I have given birth to people that understand who I am and I understand who they are. Right. I think there is a safety in womanhood and motherhood that coincides where we just understand that our our gift that was given to us is protection, that is love, that is constant feeding. Um and it's to me, it's empowering. You know, it's it's absolutely empowering. So, you know, motherhood details a lot. It's a lot of things that we do. I think there's a laundry list of things. But if you look at it, it is really just a beautiful, you know, I don't know, position to be in. <laughs> you know, you know, my you know, my fear in, um, as far as the the state of the world now. Mm. Um, the either you have to be an extreme alpha male, or you have to be an extreme feminist. And it's, it's, I think it's, it's like a uh, challenging, uh, the family structure. Yes. And, and it's not healthy on both sides. Mm. And I speak on it all the time. And I so being alpha just means being a good leader. Yes. Good women that are great leaders. I met good men that are good leaders. Mm. How do you feel about this term alpha? <laughs> Secondly, how do you feel about, it's a two part question. Okay. How do you feel about the alpha term? And then also, how do you feel about the word submission? Mm. I feel like this. Goodness, and I have to say this, and I hope no one takes this the wrong way. They will. If you are in an understanding of, of what alpha means and what submission means, it doesn't bother you. Alpha in the sense of a man in which I take it as is the understanding that the man is the lead, right? And when he embodies leadership skills, under that, a woman is under submission, not a slave, no. but under the understanding that my man leads, I follow because I understand the ways in which he shows, tells, shows up financially. Like all of that is under what I feel like is with the term. But from a woman who doesn't understand that standpoint and they hear the word submission, most women get offended because they feel like I'm not doing what he says. I, he can't tell me what, but I also, I, I want to kind of turn that into something that I understand from a lot of female friends that I have that have that alpha mentality because for themselves, they've yeah. been single mothers or they've always had to cover the load. They don't want to be in competition with an alpha man to tell them what they need to do. But in the end, it's still those women who say, I won't love. So what do you want to do? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. At some point, what do you want to do? Right. Yes. You know, it's funny because um, I got into a like a uh, debate and I don't like to say argue yes. because since I was a child, my mother always told me a man don't fight with a woman. Mm. I don't know what it entails to fight with a woman. Mm. I can say my piece, but I can be moving. I can tell a woman about herself, but I'm not fighting with her. Yes. Saying how I feel, if something is bothering me, and I get it moving. Mm-hmm. So, and this has been taught to me since I was a child. A man don't put his hands on a woman, and mm-hmm. a man don't fight with a woman. That's right. In my adult years, with more self-control, I think it's easier for me to do that now. Mm-hmm. You know? But I'm seeing the opposite. So many men don't hold themselves accountable. I mean, you were taught young not to fight a woman, but yet and still they do, right? They do, yeah. Really. <laughs> but, um, when, I, when I hear the word submission, 
like I said, I feel like it means the willingness to, to be cooperative. Mm-hmm. I'm cooperating. And it's nothing wrong with, because a man will cooperate with you also. Yes. He has to. Yes. You know, to have some kind of unity. I, I think right now we're in a state where it's like, people want to be wives. And I say people, right, in general. People want to be husbands. Mm. That in general. But they don't know what it entails. Yes. You know, they really don't understand it. Yes. So being a wife, right, what would you recommend to some of the women who even want to step into the role of a wife or who think they're able to be wives? What do you think it entails, at least from your viewpoint? Mm -hmm. First and foremost, I think um, for a lot of women, we have to have the ability to trust the person that we're with. Yes. Ensure that what it is that he shows us is what it is that we can take in. When we say that we want to be a wife, there needs to be a conversation between you and that person, that, that, that husband. Mm. What is that he, because everybody is different in their expectations of a union, right? See, people think that a wife entails cleaning, you know, taking care of kids. Maybe there's a shared shared responsibility. That might not be what it is. A woman is not, in the sense, a slave. There is a conversation. So when we speak of a woman being a wife, it's still the understanding of, regardless of how you feel or how it makes you feel, the man is the head, (laughs) the woman, and then the children flow next. Because all of those things take care of the man here, the woman, and then the kids. There should be no controversy unless the man is not doing what it is that he's supposed to do. That's when I think that, you know, women get riled up. Well, he's not leading. Well, you chose him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's that's true. That's true. So, you know, come up with some kind of way that y'all can figure this out so that he leads. But also, I think many people also um, go into marriage with the confetti and the, the weddings and it looks so good on the outside and not an understanding of what marriage really is, a part yes. really is. Yeah, it is. it is. And, you know, it's funny because you 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 talk to people and they want, quote unquote, a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. but they're very sick themselves. Mm. Like you haven't healed. Yes. Right? You know, you have um, a Band-Aid on a wound that needs surgery. And I'm like, I've seen it very prominent. And when you talk to them, they become very defensive. Yes. Right? What would you say to a man or a woman? And I say both because men are every bit as emotional nowadays as women nowadays. And I'm yes. going to be fair. Mm-hmm. Right? What would you say to somebody that's like that way? It's like you want partnership, right? Because getting older alone, I don't think it's a happy thing. Mm-hmm. Right? At least in my mind. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want to be the person in my wheelchair myself. Mm-hmm. I definitely want someone to be there with me for more of a companionship later in life also. Yes. So how could you tell someone when seeking a, a relationship, right? Matter of fact, no, I'm taking about a partnership. Mm-hmm. What, would you, what would you say to them? How to view it, how to look, how to search, right? What to look for? What are red flags? I think, you know, in the initial meeting of someone, when you find yourself really taking a liking to someone, I don't believe that conversations are off the table. When we get to know each other, you know, I want to know about family. I want to know about how you grew up. Were you in a single parent household, two parent household? Did you go to church? Didn't you go to church? Because really all of these factors play into what is going to become a relationship and you think that they don't matter but it will matter when love comes into the picture and then you say i do then you find that those things that you didn't ask about or maybe you 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 know you danced around it was okay and it was cute then but when you get into a union and you become one those factors matter so conversations should never be off the table and then if you see the red flag in a man or in a woman and where there's an outburst of anger or you see that they have uh, ins and outs of depression or they aren't able to control themselves if you i don't want to say love because if you don't get to that point where you are in love yet but if you care about that person enough 
and you want to put yourself in a position to assist and help and guide and walk them through, do that. But if you feel like it's too much, pull back before you get into the instance of love when you get too deep and then you got a whole bunch of stuff on your hands. I agree. Oh, that was good. Let me ask you the next question. This you said something throughout the duration of your what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. There's a term that's used a lot. And I want to ask you, what does it even mean when a person says, What do you bring to the table? <laughs> All right. So are you asking from a feminine point of view? I want to hear, I want to hear both. I want to hear what you think of your idea of what a man should and what do you think a woman should? And I know the roles can be reversed based on the way you were raised because it's not set in stone. Let's acknowledge that it's not set in stone, right? But I understand. I think that, you know, both partners should be mature in the understanding of what they are getting themselves into. They are mentally able to understand what relationship means. That when we say this is what we're doing, that we are committed to doing what we do. Now, in the instance of a man, if a woman is to ask a man, well, what is it that you bring to a table to the table? I feel that if a man is, is ready to enter into a companionship with a woman, that he has um, the ability to show that, you know, maybe that he can be financially responsible. But listen, let me let me let me say this first. Not financially responsible to take care of you. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> financially responsible that he can take care of him because when i notice that you can take care of you i have no problems in accepting that we can be in a partnership because i can take care of you agree agree same thing as a woman you want to be sure that she is financially stable as well and both partners should be emotionally stable yes be able to bring that they're they're hardworking. It doesn't matter what level, whether you're college educated, whether it's a trade, that you are able to to gain employment, that you're working, that you know, the things I feel like are grounding to each and every person individually. I want to say this because I feel this is very, very, very important, and I'm gonna go back to what I just said. Okay, I feel like the dynamic in relationships and the way that women are looking at men is shifted so horribly. When a woman, because many young women, when they ask the question, well, what do you bring to the table? It's always mainly about finances because a woman want to (laughs) know. She wants to know if he got enough to take care of him and me. And I feel that it's so unfair on so many levels. Yes, I do understand that a man eventually is supposed to be the head and he's supposed to show. But if you're gaining from a man is to just get what it is that he has in his pockets. Love is not at the you know emphasis of what you're doing as a woman. You just you just there to gain. That's it. <laughs> Agreed. I always tell people all the time when you took take a woman that said a man is supposed to just take care of her. Mm. And then when you hear a man, because the roles are reversed, yes. men that look for women to take care of them. Mm. I say to them, you're looking for a dad and you're looking for a mom. Oh. One of the things you said was more so emphasize on partnership. Yes. You know, and I think that's what a healthy relationship and marriage looks like, a partnership. But if you're looking for a dad, then you can't call that a marriage. Yes. You're supposed to call that a, a parent. Yes. Right? Or a mom or a mm-hmm. dad. Because that's what I'm starting to see more so. People looking for that missing piece that they never grew with. Mm-hmm. Right. Or trying to hold on to something that was overly uh uh um they're overly entitled to a parent. Mm-hmm. So they tend mm-hmm. to want to keep that same kind of feeling. Mommy yeah. was very easy. So I want a woman that's gonna Catered to me as with my mom is. Yeah. You know? Mm. And I'm going to tell you this. You know, what's funny is I have a daughter. And a guy said to me, you should always want your daughter to date someone that loves her like her father. Mm. And then I looked at him and said, a man could never love my daughter like me. And he said, elaborate. I said, I am her life giver. I expect him to love her unconditionally within reason, mm. reason, 
right? But for me, I will forgive my daughter no matter what. Mm. I don't think that's really possible and kind of sick for a human to think like that. Yeah. There has to be limits to love also when mm. a person is abusing your love. So I, I wouldn't want a man to think he can love my daughter more than me because it's possible, right? It's just not, I can't physically or mentally or even establish my mind to believe that can happen. Mm. I love him that, that much. Right. He's kind of sick to love it the way I do. Mm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I agree. I agree. And this is where I think, um, this is where I think uh, men come in that end up hurting women. Yes. When they love them more than they love themselves. Mm. You know, because they can't see themselves without that person. Mm -hmm. So it's better the person's dead to them opposed to alive and happy. So that's not love. That's, that's, um, it's controlling. That's, that's, mm -hmm. that's very toxic. Yes, I agree. You know, so to, to you, right. And, um, you know, I, I love what you're saying. You, you're hitting every nail on the head, you know, and I like the fact that you're not uncomfortable to say the harsh truths. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So if you have a woman right now that say to you, a man is supposed to provide, right. Would you say provide has limits or providing extremely to the, to, to the materialism. Mm. Right? I've noticed that it's different between keeping a roof over our head yes. and the materialism, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to elaborate on that. All right. So ask that question again. I'm sorry. I heard you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you see some women, they say a man is supposed to provide, right? Is this a roof over your head mm -hmm. or is it attached to the materialism that a lot of people have built? I think every woman is different, but from, from what I'm hearing currently, when they say uh, a man is supposed to provide, it, it seems that it's more financially fit in ensuring that um, in any way that it goes, that he has the leeway financially to take care of them and himself. But yeah. then I would reverse the question to, you know, a woman and say, what is it that you can provide to this man as well? Because listen, you know, I think that in the thought process, you know, of some women, and I can't not say all, but some women where the emphasis of a man taking care of a woman is yes. that they miss the concept of what is it that you can do for him? Because sometimes life happens and he get sick. <laughs> he could fall on the job. You know, you, you have to make sure that you have your nest egg in, in order as well. Yes. So something becomes, and it's, you know, we have to flip, we have to flip the script and ask the question, well, ma'am, what are you prepared to do for him? You know? <laughs> You're right. 100% right. Yeah. So do you think, you think a relationship could work if a man made less and a woman made more? Absolutely. Listen, I understand that some men have egos. I get it. You know, but I always, you know, feel like, too, sometimes we can't help the capacity of our achievements. And yeah. if a woman is more successful than a man in the sense, or, you know, if he, he if he looks at, at it that way or she is more financially fit, um, y'all a partnership, <laughs> you know, y'all are absolutely a partnership. And maybe that would be also for a man just... <sighs> A woman who may be in um, a position to where she is more financially sound than the man, most women like that will empower a man to go, 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 go. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I got you. I'm holding you down. Yes. Oh, go to the ends of the earth. But it should never be a competition between two people. And no one's ego should get in the way. A man's ego shouldn't get in the way because, again, we cannot help the capacity of our own achievements. You agreed. Know? Agreed. I had uh, I was shooting an episode of my podcast uh, yesterday mm -hmm. when I was I said the child right uh -huh. comes from the seed of a man, which is incubated in a woman's womb, who gives birth to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, when you remove the seed giver, th there's a big problem. Because the mother is naturally a nurturer. Yes. When you give her multiple roles, nurturing, provision, everything, it, it, it something has to to literally take the back seat. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to provide a nurture, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's never gonna be a hundred percent. So I was saying that and one of the women got mad. She said basically as if I was saying a woman is not extremely necessary 
in the process of creating a child. I said, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. Said, when you take the nurturer away from the man, it's still a problem. Yes. I grew up extremely aggressive mm. or too extra. Mm. I said, but if you take the provision away, the child might struggle and ultimately have a lot of insecurities later in life. I said, so in a healthy situation of parenting, you need both. Mm. And today we hear a lot of women say things like, I don't need a man to raise my child. Mm. How do you feel about that? Mm. You know, it, when a woman speaks for her child, she's not she's not recognizing the big picture. I think that you, when a single woman takes the role of being, you know, like they say, a, a mother and a father, it is what they have. But I so believe that children need a mother and a father, even if y'all are not together actively in their lives, because there is something that a mother gives that is special to a a, a little boy and a little girl. And there is something that uh, a man gives to a boy and a girl. And even in in growth, right? Many women who don't are had absent fathers, many of them go into relationships looking for a savior in a sense, right? Um, Knowing or not knowing how to handle themselves in relationships. Because one thing that I do know is that fathers are important to a woman because listen, whether you have brothers, uncles, or fathers, you know, mm -mm, that ain't what we do. (laughs) They keep the, the, the man accountable or the person that the woman is seeing and they keep the woman accountable. Listen, at the end of the day, you don't, he's not going to treat you like this. Don't fall for this. I know a man, he's putting these things in the ear of a woman, of his child, of his niece, somebody, we have to have men around and vice versa with the woman. You know, I tell my boys all the time, listen, I was not born yesterday. I see these women, these little girls (laughs) for who they are. Yes. Take it from me as a woman. There are some things that I can tell you that maybe your daddy won't peep. So we need both parents. Both. And I think that that's healthy when uh, a woman or a man understand that. I always tell the, uh, my child's mother, like, even if we're apart or not apart, we still have to understand. Because at one point, you were good enough for me to become intimate with. Mm. Unprotected. Yes. And we had a child. Mm-hmm. So let's let's always hold on to that moment of respect. That's right. At least. So therefore, our children, our child can see like, you know, they didn't work out, but they still put me as the main priority. Mm. Right. I feel like sometimes even with men, they make their emotions prioritize how he feel about his children. Mm. Because I know men that literally don't take care of their children mm. will leave relationships and take care of someone else's children. Yeah. I that also. Yes. I don't know how he could even think like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's thinking he's hurting the woman. Yes, but he's hurting that child. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, it's just, it's just, it baffles me that how much, how twisted the world is. Yes. And in his mind, he thinks he's doing the right thing. That's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it can go vice versa for a woman. Mm-hmm. You can have a woman who will alleviate the father or uh, alienate the father. Mm-hmm. And think that she's protecting her child, but in reality, she thinks she's protecting herself from the hurt that she endured in the relationship. That's right. And then the child suffers. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So speaking to a woman mm-hmm. who actually feels like that, you know, cause we have a lot of women watch this podcast. Mm-hmm. I want you to speak to them from a woman's perspective because me saying it, they may hear it. But they were like, oh, you're saying that because you're trying to protect the man. I want you or how you believe that is this healthy or is this not healthy? If a woman uh, blocks a relationship with a, with a dad because they didn't work out. Listen, unless this man is absolutely toxic, he's beating on you, you know, abusive. Those are definitely under the confines on which you should not allow your children to be around their dad. Yeah. But I don't believe that. Any man should be told because a woman is in her feelings about the basis of their relationship or that he gets on her nerves every now and then. Yes. That she makes the general position to say, 
you can't see my kids. Because when you make that statement, you are taking on what you feel like your children are saying. And they're not saying that. They want to see their mommy and their daddy. You know, maybe y'all have qualms between each other, but let's be, you know, like you said, respectable, mature beings. Maybe I don't like you today. I don't like you tomorrow. But at least for our children, we can smile or, you know, whatever it needs to be, because we need to show kids that whether we're together or not, we can have a healthy dynamic in that the center of what it is is them. Not being in our feelings, yes. and pulling them away. Absolutely not. Yes. There was a video I just um, posted on my IG story. Mm-hmm. It was a, a husband who's remarried, mm-hmm. and his ex-wife have children, and the ex, the new wife has children. So all together they have four kids. So I'm assuming two and two. Mm-hmm. They live under one big roof. Wow. Yes, and he said it's not about my wife. It's not about my ex-wife. It's about my children. Wow. She has two, he has two. So he said, economically, it made more sense. Mm-hmm. He said, I know I wouldn't deprive myself of my living situation. Mm-hmm. And if my children are under my roof, they will naturally live better. Wow. Right? And and I think the two women, most women would say, oh, those girls are weak. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so either. You know, it, I think it just shows the uh, extreme level of maturity that most won't reach. Right? Wow. Speaking of maturity, what does emotional maturity looks like to you in the sense of a person period parenthood what let's say, let's say dating dating oh wow emotional maturity being able to first of all um understand where your emotions take you having right. a to you get into a disagreement with someone it's only a disagreement we're not arguing baby you know what i'm saying your perspective and my perspective is different and that we can come to some kind of course and action in the middle and yeah. understanding. We don't have to be mad at each other now. We're not going to give each other the silent treatment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, emotional maturity in the way of, I know what love is and I know what it feels like. Not just jumping in and out of what feels good and imagining this is what love is. I think that that endangers a lot of people. It looks good, it smells good, and now this is love. And then they find themselves in five, six, seven, eight relationships that is not bounded in love. That's yeah. the- Maturity, knowing what love is and just, you know, knowing how to move in your feelings and your emotions with people, not even just the person that you love, but family. You know what I'm saying? It's being available to be to be able to be talked to, to be understanding. I mean, there's there's a list of so many things. You know, it's funny because I told one uh, lady, she said to me, um, she wants the Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. She wants the always the butterflies. Oh. And, and I told her a long-term relationship doesn't have that. It's like this. Yes. You know, but I told her the one thing you have to understand that every day you have to make a conscious decision to love and be with this person no matter what. And, yeah. and she she couldn't believe it. She said, I disagree. You're preventing me from finding my Romeo. I said, <laughs> you know, what would you say to a woman that actually believes that this Cinderella story really exists? Mm. Now, I, you know, I won't take from the fact that there are some men who would give um, what feels like and seems like the Cinderella type story um, to a woman. But I agree with you when you say that there will always be ups and downs. You mm-hmm. will not like that person the way that you did two months ago because something in the midst of that caused you to think deeply and then now you're in your feelings and circumstances arise but it is in the love that you choose to be bound to this person and go through the ups and downs yes ups and downs doesn't mean that it's not a cinderella story it's what you make out of it and how you term you know that relationship yes you know you know one of the major issues i see what dating is on our even marriages is more so seeing people change, people grow, mm. people learn themselves. They develop um, new likings, right? And here's the dilemma: I see that people don't adjust to the people that they're becoming, so they ultimately lose interest in the person, or mm. they may lose interest in them because there's no relatability factor no more. Mm-hmm. They don't relate anymore. Like I, um, I understood. I might have met you in a club. But that's not your thing anymore. Right. Right. And, and it's okay. Yes. Right? 
but I, w- I want you to grow out of it. I'm not going to belittle you until mm-hmm. you're ready. I'm ready for you to get out of that, right? Yes. Because that's, I did it on my own time. That's right. Fairness is letting you do it on your own time. I'm going to always acknowledge that I think you get a little too old for that. Thanksgiving, right? And respectfully, that's but right. I'm not going to pressure you like, you're a grown man, you need to get out of the club. It's more than likely um, his ego is going to get touched and yeah. he might do it even more now. Yes. Right? But you could definitely have the communication. See, what I want to ask next is healthy communication. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very vital mm-hmm. in a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's just say a scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're not happy about something. How do you approach your husband? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest. Now, this took me a long time to do. Um, And I I think it's because, again, everybody is different. I was under the impression that because now me and my husband have been married for 19 years. I assumed that he knew me. So he could, he, he would know my facial expressions. He would know my, my body, if I was resistant to this. And when he didn't catch on, it irritated me. I felt like I didn't have to communicate certain things. So whenever it was that he didn't do the things that I felt like he should have been noticing or whatever, I got attitude. When you say communication, oh my goodness. Like he used to tell me all the time, just tell me, just, you know, women, I think, Men too, but women assume that men know and they don't. And he told me something that was very important. He said, even when I was reading your body language and even something in your face, I just felt like he was in a moment. So I left you to yourself, which was totally opposite of what I needed him to do. But that was what his perception was. And so I got it. I was like, okay, if I would have just opened my mouth and said is that I was feeling or whatever I needed to talk to him about, it would have just squashed the whole thing. So I think for people like just being open and communicating, listen, this is bothering me today. This is something that you said or something that you did. And we also have to be careful that when we come to someone that we love and we're talking to them, that it's not you, 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 you. We're sitting to the table saying what it is that we need to say in plain text and, and bridling in our emotion, not getting so worked up because I found too for men, they don't know what to do with that. It's like they're they're trying to gauge themselves and, and listening to what we're saying. But as women, I think sometimes we just go off the deep end because we've been ruminating on this all day. <laughs> so by the time it comes out, it's, it's, it's a mess. Yes, yes. And it's just presented to a man like this is my first time hearing it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of my boys, um, him and his wife, that uh, they put me on a conference call, and they were asking me questions. And she said, "It's funny you said that. I don't think he understands me." Mm-hmm. And I said, "I'm going to be honest. Your husband is one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Most men are solution based. Yes, you know, we're solution based. Yes, so we, we look for. So sometimes a woman will look at it like we don't care." Mm-hmm. We're looking for a solution because we don't want to keep complaining. We don't want to keep hearing the complaining. So we're looking for how can I fix the problem? Right. Wow. And that's why I, when I said that to her, she said, and he said to her, I've said this to you 30 times. Mm-hmm. But I feel like having an outside source, yes, it tends to help in long-term relationships. I went through a divorce myself. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, if I knew now what I knew now yes. we would still be married. Wow. She was a good girl, but my problem was I didn't understand marriage. Mm. As a man, I've also I also had I wasn't Cinderella. Yeah. But I was the prince in the Cinderella story. I felt like that was supposed to be the textbook story and the beautiful, not knowing that, wait, now we live with each other. <laughs> it's it's real, right? Like, you know, we argue, we have to learn how to get through this without you hiding at your mother's and I'm hiding at my mother's mm. until things fall over. And then we just kick it under the rug and then it comes up extremely the next argument. That's right. You know, and I had to learn that. How did you learn how to do that? Oh my gosh. Um, again, I, I was the one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was the one. So, um, again, because 
I didn't feel like my husband was cueing into things, right? It would just, I think I would get in my feelings and just be like, forget it. Because yeah. I wouldn't express it right then. Yes. Then when there was contention between us, then I would bring it up in an argument. Yes. And I was like, what? It, you know, he it's his first time hearing it. And then I'm going through the scenarios. Because see, listen, one thing is women that we do is that we are, we remember the time, place. And so that that's, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And we were here. And he's like, you was counting the ways. And I didn't even know. Oh. So when we see ourselves in those situations, it took him to flip it over to me and say, listen, just like you said, and that was so important that you said that because he said that to me as well. Men are solution-based. We are trying to find a solution. So our perspectives and the way that we look at things are differently. While you are so emotionally riled up, and I have no idea because this has come to me first, if you just talk to me and communicate with me, I'll change whatever it is that you're getting upset about. But you can't come to me out of nowhere and expect for me to understand what it is that you're challenged with. You know, it's it's funny because um, as a man, Mm -hmm. life beats us up a lot. Yes. I'm going to go even further to say it as a black man. Yes. Life beats us up even more. And um, I remember times I would come home and I'm like, I'm already extremely stressed. See, as a black man, we were always taught, and most men are taught men don't feel, right? Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to express our emotions. So ultimately, we bottle it up, and it may come out in other ways, mm-hmm. right? They come out in other ways. And I've noticed that was me. Mm-hmm. I was very aggressive because of the fact that I I never released. Yes. So it was just like, when I go off the, the reservation, they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, <laughs> I had no self-control at this point. Yes. I'm looking at myself like afterwards and I come back to my senses. I'm like, I can't believe I said, I can't believe I did. Mm. Right. But then I started realizing that men have to be more expressive and we have to be allowed to go to our mates and they have to allow us to feel comfortable to do it. I must say this. Some men don't cheat because they're bad guys. Mm -hmm. Some men cheat because the other allow them to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest. I agree. Some women don't like that. They be like, they still shouldn't cheat. I'm like, women do the same reasoning. Women will cheat because they may not feel safe to be themselves too. And they may love the hell out of the person. Yes. Right? (laughs) But it's just the emotional Mm -hmm. connection is not fully there. You said that, um, you know, you know, I love that I am a woman. But I feel bad in a sense for men and black men in particular, just because of what you just said. The world bears down on black men. There are so many expectations that comes with being a black man. And one thing I had to realize as well as being a white, that I have to be his safety. If nobody else is going to be his safety, I have to be his safety comes home how was your day you don't want to talk about it okay fine we'll revisit this later because i do understand like you said because men are solution based y'all are thinking of solutions all day long with what happened at work with what happened outside of that and then you got to come home and you got to fix it's it's a lot yes you know the other day uh one of my guys we talked about gender bias Mm. if a man says to a man or a woman says to a man He's fat. He's just a fat man. Mm. A woman is called fat. That's body shaming. Yes. Right. If a man, let's go, if a woman is emotional, that's just a woman being a woman. Mm -hmm. A man is being emotional. That's him being a punk. Yes. And I'm like, but isn't he human? That's right. right. And I'm like, a fat man may have, may feel a way about you calling him a fat man, just like a heavy set woman. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to address this because I feel like a lot of the times people tend to believe that a man pretty much is not supposed to have any feelings at all. And I'm like, you know, that's not realistic. Right. And a lot of times we're in our own head mm-hmm. because of society standards. You know, I, I want to ask this. Am I the only one that's seeing this? I'm noticing that a lot of black men are literally dating out the race because of, I would say, honestly, a lot of black women aren't allowing them to feel safe. 
right? They feel like they always have to defend themselves. They feel like they always have to prove something. I'm proving it in the world, right? But I got to come home and still prove that I'm a man, right? And, I, and, I, and then you feel weak. And I'm like, is it because he's weak or is he tired? Yeah. Right? You're beat down. Yes. Depleted, right? Yeah. Deflated. But we got to keep saying words, right? <laughs> now, I talk to men that, that say it to me, like, yo, Q, I, I'm stepping out because I just can't do it anymore. Wow. But it's the emotional trauma that a lot of women endured from mm-hmm. their mothers. Yes. It again. Yes. The way they speak to their man. Mm-hmm. You know, the constant, I don't need you. But men na- like naturally like to feel needed. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, how, what would you say before we get out of here? Well, how would you address that? You know, when um, seeing a, a black woman who wants a black king, would you say get help? Like, seek help. Soften yourself, baby. It's okay. And you know what? It is so true that generation from generation, like we, we've all had hard grandmamas, mamas, aunties. I mean, that's what we were raised on. And we felt like that was like this symbolic way of strength. But when we take on those roles, and especially when we have a man, right? Yes. This man, like, you know, we see him cry. Are getting emotional. Oh, and the first thing you tell a man is, oh, are you weak? You know, or um, anything that makes a man feel bad. Like this comes from generations of women teaching us to be strong and we need to look for this type of man. Yes. Maybe soften yourself. Yes. Um, I will say that in conversations with male childhood friends that I've had that have dated outside of their race. They Mm -hmm. have the same exact thing. And people don't like to hear, and I'm not going to say that that's straight across the board for every Mm -hmm. black that's gone out of his race, but they all say the same thing, that black women are aggressive. And the tone in which we talk to black men is horrible. Or that that we're always at their necks. Many, I'm not going to say all, many are at their necks. And And they see this lineage again it even if it's the girlfriend or the wife she's one way the mom is that way the grandma is that way we have to be we have to be able to take the honesty that somebody is giving us agree agree, agree. Yeah. you know before we get out i want to say sometimes when i talk to females i say you may be a good wife but right. not the man that you think you deserve mm. and i tell men the same thing you may be a good husband not to the wife you think you deserve, right? I think what we should do is work on becoming better people and a whole total, ultimately putting out energy that would attract more so what we want. Because what you show the universe behind closed doors, you could be a whole nother person, right? Say it, say and it. I'm telling you, I've met women, dated, went on dates and met them in social media. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> in the house, wow, yeah. ver- verbally abusive. And I'm not a weak man, but certain things I feel like the the layers they learn. Yes. Like your deepest layer that will traumatize you emotionally. I'll give you a quick story. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with my father. And um, for years, it took me years. I'm a Christian man. God feared. Mm-hmm. I had to work on um, forgiveness. Mm. Because I do want to live and see my later days. That's right. And the Bible says, honor thy mother and thy father and your days on earth shall be long. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding God to that promise. And I say that with conviction. Yes. I'm holding him to that promise. So I forgive my, I forgave my father. Mm-hmm. But um, she knew that about me. And every time we would get into arguments, it would be, you would be a better man if you grew up with your father. And he used to cut so deep. And I used to be like, I'm working hard every day to not be him. And you don't even see it because I don't want a reward. I want to prove to myself I can take care of my children. I can prove to myself I won't run. But yet and still, you're making me want to run. Mm. Keep, it's like a, it's like keep pointing the, it's like opening up a cut that I already had. Yes. Over yeah. and over and over. And it's a painful cut. It's yeah. not like it's like a little cut. Into it. It's a deep one. Yeah. And I see that a lot of my sisters, and I'm going to be honest, they learn the vulnerability of men. And they take cheap shots, and you crush these men. Mm. They might not say it, yes, stand strong, but you know his 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 um way of dealing with it would be running to another woman, 
And I've seen that so many times. That's become a, like a defense mechanism mm-hmm. with a lot of men. It's mm-hmm. not running to a counselor to get help because that's not been taught. But it's right. more so running to another person. Wow. Trauma after trauma after trauma, repeating a cycle. Mm. Right? And, and you know, my sister, I love your content. I love what you. I love your message. Mm. I love what you're pushing out. You have a hundred percent of my support. Thank you. Hundred percent of my support. But if someone that's viewing this, right, mm. what will be your last uh, a thing you want them to know? Right, mm. I can keep it up with you, but uh, just in life. Oh goodness, in life, you know, take the chances. Take the. Opportunities, you know, do not bridle yourself. Do not put yourself in a box. If it's something that you know that is God has given you, operate on that level. God wants us to see the biggest form of ourselves. He gives employs things to us each and every day. And he has given us things from the beginning of birth. You are really doing yourself an injustice if you stay in that box and don't operate in the things that God has given you. So. Wow, that was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Where could someone keep up with you if they want to keep up with your content? Um, you can follow me at Season Dialogue, Season underscore Dialogue on Instagram and uh, TikTok. And then I have a podcast as well, Season Dialogue with Lisa Marie. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify podcast, anywhere you listen to a podcast. No, I love it. I love it. Listen, guys, supporter. I adore her words and everything about this lady. She's amazing. Let's keep showing each other love and let's try to help refix and build our culture. All right. You know, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. We're going to do this another time. I'm going to catch up again. Of course. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Guys, she's amazing, guys. She's amazing. She's amazing. Listen, listen. You know, what more can I say? She's an amazing woman. Great content. Um... We're going to do this again. I'm going to catch up with her again, and we're going to definitely talk more. But um, in order to fix the culture, we must understand the culture. We got to build the culture. You know, we got to break it down before we can build it. You know, the foundations of a lot of uh, family structures is very weak. So now we must break it down to build it back stronger. Let's get let's fix the foundations of our families and our relationships. So therefore, we can understand what's more healthy. Right now, it's uh, too much uh, uh, you ain't this and you ain't that and too much of ne- less of us working together. I'm going to tell you something. The strongest person that you could ever find in life is a person that knows how to cooperate and knows how to work together. This whole working for yourself is not even what God created. He wanted to show that we could be great teammates and great workers together as a unit. The person that can build the strongest unit is definitely the strongest leader. If you don't have no units next to you and you say you're independent, it's because you're actually weak. You're not strong enough to put people together to make it make sense. Till next time, guys, don't let that go over your head.